0: Guys, for the first time ever, Matt Palmer allowed me to push a button (laughs) for the podcast. It
1: was a very big moment for Matt Steele, but I think you did a lovely job. Yes, and I did it with my
0: right hand, too, because the computer's closer to my right hand, and I'm left-handed. And so, wow, the skill that that took.
1: And the thing is, if only the wicked producers knew how skillful you were, you could be dating Ariana Grande, right? now. I know,
0: but did they watch my (laughs) audition? No. That's the
1: thing. If Ariana had watched it, she'd be like, ooh, what's his deal? Ooh,
0: what's his deal?
1: Is (laughs) he... No, I was just think I mean, is he married? <laughs> <laughs> then, then maybe she wouldn't have wanted him. That's it. the thing. Maybe not. We love everybody. We love everybody. I mean, it will be a fun show today, and if everybody's happy and healthy, we think that's good. Oh, not great. everybody's happy in this oh, situation. You know, I, I don't know that. We I don't think we've heard from. Her, have I, we? we have a little bit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you need to tell me the quote from Mrs. Ethan I Slater. I don't think there was
0: a, a quote directly from her, but it was people who had spoken to her. That, she was, that she was
1: blindsided a little bit. Oh Jesus! Well, Woo! we have a lot to talk about, so everybody, stay tuned. Two game mats. <laughs>
0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It is Matt Steele, it's Matt Palmer, and I am back in town. We yes. are in the same room again. Can you believe it? I am thrilled because, like you know, as much as we love live, you know, hooking up the technology to like live stream when we're on opposite ends of the country, yes. It, Is a little frustrating. Absolutely. And a little weird. Yes. You know, because sometimes there's a lag. But here we can just bounce off of each other and have that chemistry available now. Absolutely. Kelly Clarkson.
1: Great Kelly Clarkson album, great Matt Palmer and Z future song, both available now. Both available now. Yes, I agree. I'm happy that you're back here in LA. And Matt, still, how was your trip?
0: My trip was very good. I spent a lot of time on uh, set because I was directing a project that my friend was producing. Um, ultra low budget. It was ultra it was micro budget budget, actually. Micro budget contract, therefore it is not a struck company. We love that. Yes. So the actors were very much allowed to partake and had, yes. we had a good time and everything. I won't go into too many details because, you know, optics.
1: Yeah. <laughs> optics indeed. <laughs> but
0: it was a really wonderful time. I worked with a lot of great people. I worked with some children, which was very oh. fun. I got to direct some children. Wow. there was one little girl
1: named Olive. Was she like a little raven Simone?
0: Icon, legend. Wow. She came walking in and she had to do a dramatic scene. Mm. And she, as she comes walking in and she said... I practiced. And I said, okay, girl. Well, show me what you practice. And she showed me and she was incredible. Wow. I know. How old are we
1: talking? Oh, I want to say like six. I love that. You know, I love nothing more than a child with true talent pursuing their dreams. So, Olive... We're with you. We huh?
0: are with you. We stand.
1: We stand all.
0: So yeah, it was. we shot about five different short films in four days. Wow. So it was very, very hectic and very fun. Uh, we did a little bit of editing uh, before I got to fly back to L.A. Mm-hmm. And I got to, of course, hang out with my family. Yes. Um, my brother uh, and his boyfriend are getting their uh, bathrooms redone in their house. Cool. So they were there staying oh, nice. with us and everything at, you know, my house. And so it's a, a house full of, you know. The parents and the the brothers and and the the my mom and stepdad's two cats and my brother and his boyfriend's two cats. Wow, so a lot of cats and everything. And it was fun the entire time. My, uh, me, my brother and you know my mom and stepdad were trying to convince my brother's boyfriend yes. to buy us all this. Eight point five million dollar house in Princeton. Well, that's pretty
1: expensive. <laughs> I gotta say, that's
0: yeah. But he, like you know, he's the one with the best job out of all of sure, us. Sure, but
1: does he have an eight million dollar job? Uh,
0: uh, if he tried really hard, <laughs> maybe then he, he could reach that. Okay. Uh, but so, because it's my brother's dream to like live in Princeton one day, mm. and so you know they want to buy a house in Princeton at some point. But okay. you know they're looking. for much cheaper locations. But my brother just his fingers just keep slipping to those you know, real, real expensive ones and he's just like, Ryan, can't we just do this one? And he's like,
1: Michael. I mean, I've got prayers for Ryan. I want him to be okay and safe. I'm sure they'll find a house that is within everybody's budget (laughs) and everyone will be happy about that.
0: Yeah, but we were putting the pressure on him. Oh. Oh, the house had like a theater in the basement like I a stage it, did. it better have. It was eight million
1: dollars it was adorable okay. i would love it I don't
0: but know alas we haven't gotten it yet <laughs> we need to put the pressure on him a
1: little more i don't want to put pressure on him but i i'm glad you guys had a fun trip it, it was a like very a fun trip. trip i
0: just landed this morning yes. back in la and then i you know showered and shaved and went up to burbank because i knew we were recording two game mats and I, in the meantime i saw something yes uh I will call it a Barbara Streisand concert. <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, where the opening act was Nicole Kidman.
1: Okay, <laughs> so you were at an AMC. <laughs> I didn't say it. Okay, you can. I think you can say AMC. I think that's fine.
0: I know, but then people will know what
1: it what was. What it's fine. Yes, I also saw. A Barbra Streisand concert. I saw it on Saturday, I believe. It was after we went to a Cheesecake Factory, which i have been to Cheesecake Factory a lot recently because I went for Janie's birthday, but then Jackson, myself, and one of his old neighbors, Judy, um, we all went together because she's a big Barbie person. Used to work at Mattel, actually, so. Oh, damn. Know. It was fun to be there and see it, and when I was watching the film, my thoughts were always, gosh, I hope that every writer and every actor was f- paid fairly, and I hope every writer and actor is paid fairly in every production. And so it just would be lovely to be able to discuss this film in depth because I liked it. I have some feelings about it. But alas, we cannot because we are not trying to promote the studios at this time. But it made a bunch of money. It made a whole bunch of money. That movie did, as did Oppenheimer. Uh, And I think it's great that people are in theaters. Because I always do mock you about, you know, theaters dying and your industry going to shit. But (laughs) this this didn't happen this weekend. Oh, but,
0: like, this year. Well, and, like, last year, too, like, movies were doing well. But this year, really, like, people are excited to go to the movies. And not just, you know, the Marvel, DC franchises of it all. Like, those are flopping. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like, what's happening? Like, everyone... Was seeing Barbie or bar, the Barbra Streisand <laughs> concert or the Big Boom movie. Right. And some people seeing both in the same weekend and dressing up for it. People are excited to go Could back you to the can you imagine movies.
1: seeing them both back to back, though? Like, that feels like a big. A big time commitment.
0: The last time I did a double feature, it was Manchester by the Sea in the morning okay. and La La Land at night. There was a lot
1: of feelings and going on in my did, heart. But did you have a, like a lunch break? Like, did you have a stretch of time where you weren't in the theater? I did. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So
0: I had a little break. I had an intermission, but it was mm. very worth it. It was uh, that that day was very very fun. Yes. Um. And so I mean, congratulations to the marketing teams yes. <laughs> for both of these movies. The Marketing
1: teams, the actors, and the writers. We congratulate you. Yes. Studios. Mm-mm, you know. <laughs>
0: I guess you, you were I guess you were involved. I guess, as you, well. were involved, flops. I guess you were involved,
1: <laughs> But uh, I will say one last thing about this whole weekend. I really loved seeing how many people dressed up. You know, my feelings about Beyonce being one of the last pop stars to make music and releasing music and events. So having any sort of pop culture moment that's like positive and actually good be such an event was just exciting to see. And I felt bad. I was like, fuck, I should have worn pink. <laughs>
0: Nah, I know. I I, I wore blue. I'm wearing navy blue right now. I didn't have
1: to, but it would have. I would have been cute just to be. You know, I don't want to be at a costume party not dressed up. I just didn't realize I was going to a costume party.
0: Oh, you know me. If there's a theme to the party, I am not following. I know you're not. I'm not.
1: Um, I'm trying to think if I did anything else of note this weekend. I don't feel like I did. It was very lazy because I, you know, Matt Steele was out of town and we had our lovely, if you listened to or saw our bonus podcast with Miss Enda Podcast, it was very fun, very exciting. A lot of, it was, you know, a state of the union about Kelly Clarkson. Uh, But, you know, I was editing that together. I edited a TikTok or two about Speak Now, Taylor's version, and that uh discussion. So I was like, a little burnt out.
0: Sure. Oh, I have to say, the last month and a half, I have been very busy with the production of it all. Matt Palmer, everyone give him a round of applause. He Thank has really you. taken the reins, especially because in this era, we have switched over to our new Patreon. Yes. That was a lot of work. Everyone, if you haven't become a patron yet, go to www.patreon.com. Thank Matt. And you will get a lot of bonus material. Absolutely. But Matt Palmer, thank you, Matt Palmer, because literally the past month and a half, maybe two months, (laughs) he has really been putting in most of the bulk of the two-game matchwork. I
1: promise I was not fishing for that, but I do appreciate it. (laughs) And I'm excited because we had a big success on the Patreon. People are really loving that Speak Now Taylor's version reaction. So we're going to be doing more patron-only things. So if you don't want to miss out on the content, you got to go. you got to be there. But... Enough about that. Enough about that. Are we ready to jump into the news for idiots this week? I'm ready
0: to dive right in.
1: because so, this is
0: two of my favorite things <laughs> or three of my favorite things. Yes. Musical theater. Yes. Movies. Yes. Redheads finding success. <laughs> okay. Uh, scandal. This is okay. You've named four. <laughs> the, I mean, there. I can just keep thinking of things as I keep thinking about this story in depth.
1: So on July 20th, TMZ posts a story that the title of knocked us all over on the Discord. It just says Ariana Grande dating Wicked co-star Ethan Slater following split with husband, husband whose name is Dalton Gomez. I couldn't think of it for the longest time, but I feel like a couple of days before it was announced that Ariana was no longer in her marriage. And so it was like, oh, what happened? It seems like according to reports, they had split up back in January and have been going their separate ways ever since. He's dating, it's fine. The dust had kind of settled on the news that she had gotten a divorce. So it's like, okay, we're all going through that.
0: And I, I didn't hear this news that really? they were be, Yeah, so I was uh, th- shocked by this, but yes. I was a little, little more shocked. It by- was
1: very shocking the moment that I saw this headline because I was like, okay, if I am to understand the character that you may or may not have auditioned for, I was like, that person looks like Matt Steele-esque. I assume he's playing Bach. I was just like, oh. Ariana's with Bach. Matt Steele could have been dating Ariana Grande right now if things were just a little bit different. Guys, and had, I was blown away. Had Bernie Telsey
0: watched my audition tape for the Bach for Bach in Hello? the movie, I would be dating Ariana Grande right now.
1: And then it came out because I posted in the Discord, and our lovely patron Adam Parnell was like, "There's no way this true. This is true." He is happily married and just had a kid. Uh, yes,
0: when I saw the headline, I was like, I'm pretty positive he I, is married. He has been with this woman for a long they time. They were high school
1: sweethearts. Ah, they uh, had been together, I believe, for 10 years and then uh, before Ethan has since made his Instagram private. But before he did, people were going back on his like posts of like dedications to his wife and how amazing she was and how amazing she's been as a mother in these past few months and seeing that Ariana had liked them. And it's like, okay... Look, everyone should follow their heart and follow their bliss when it comes to their romantic relationship. You want to be in the right one, absolutely. But for me personally, the last person I'd be looking for when trying to find a partner would be someone who's married with a baby. Like, I I understand you're in close quarters, you're making a film, you're artistically together and like finding, you know, you're getting back in touch with your musical theater side after being a pop star for so long. So why not, you know, dip your pen in the company ink? But when that ink has a ring, <laughs> I just don't, I I
0: worry. And Mr. Slater, I get it. She is right. a pop star. And she's gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. So talented. But your wife is also beautiful. Stunning. So beautiful. And I love you so much, I'm sure. A statement, not a statement from the wife was released, but it was uh, revealed through the news that yes. uh, this, uh, I guess, separation from... Uh, the wife yes. came as a shock to the wife. Yes. And then this new, the wife apparently did not find out that Ethan was dating Ariana oh. Grande until the news broke. Imagine. I, mean, I like Ethan. Sir, sir, sir. What are you doing? What are Are you thinking that is wrong on so many levels? It's bad. It's bad. Like, and I'm like, girl, and I'm supporting you. I I hope you do well and find success and everything. But, sir, I know. Don't, don't. No, you made a commitment. (laughs) And you
1: just. I just may, and you know what? We're not in their bedroom. We're not in their relationship. Maybe there were big, giant problems. Apparently, the
0: wife said that there were, I there know. didn't seem to <laughs> but be. I'm
1: trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because every object. No, listen,
0: there is nothing on this planet more privileged and spoiled than a straight man in musical theater. Okay? <laughs> Everyone talks about like male privilege and everything, and of course, yes. it exists and everything. We just yes. saw the Barbara Streisand concert, <laughs> but, which was a the theme in that concert yes but the most privileged of all straight men are men straight men in musical theater because they get everything, they get everything. and people fawn all over them yes. because like they are not only are they you know straight guys but they are a rarity in the say. field and they are needed in the field like they are like a precious like blood diamond that you so rarely find mm. and so this is Peak straight guy in musical theater behavior, I feel.
1: Well, I just have to say, if anybody doesn't want to feel the pressure of your production starring Ethan Slater and being like, I don't need all that bad publicity around this brand new musical that we were going to build around him, my lovely co-host Matt Steele is available <laughs> and ready to take over. I feel like you've been in the wings waiting for the moment to be like, Ethan Slater canceled. Matt Steele Right, we have
0: to refilm everything once the strike is over. We have to refilm everything. (laughs) Yes. And I will take the reins as I don't need to be Bach. I'll be Ariana Grande's next boyfriend. Sure, oh, because that because guess what? I'm single. Look, and if Ariana Grande let's be realistic. If Ariana Grande approached me tomorrow and was like, "That's you. I want you to be my boyfriend," <laughs> I would be like, "Of course I will. I, I can. I can. I was, I'll. I'll tell you. I love you, and I love boobs, and I love positions. I well, three lies." <laughs> but I was more I, I won't lie about the light is coming I can't okay, do that you,
1: everyone has a line you know yeah. and I was kind of thinking of you more as you know taking over roles in musical theater or films that maybe was Ethan was slated to play but if you'd like to take the role in Ariana's personal life I guess no, that works it's too okay. listen Ethan is
0: very very talented it's yes. great that he got Bach and everything and Dina I am a director now
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true you can make your own content we're making some
0: right now I'm gonna make my own wicked movie
1: I can't wait for that
0: alright someone give me I don't know write me a check for 8.5 million because I'll I'll film it all in the basement of my (laughs) Princeton mansion.
1: Um, I just have to say that the two big films this weekend that we've you know touched upon made a total of $162 million as the big boom movie jumped to $82 million uh, and the Barbara Streisand concert had a record-breaking estimate of, uh, already had a $155 million estimate and then it bumped up to $162 million. I just need to highlight those numbers because it's all very impressive. And I am happy for your industry. Doing well with things that are not you know franchises or sequels or reboots like this is original I mean sure it's IP but it's original films. Yes. Yes. So I think that's just an exciting moment that we should be celebrating.
0: Done by people who are seen as all tours at this time, Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig. I mean, Barbie is right now the most successful debut weekend for a film directed by a woman ever. Iconic. And so that's just incredible. And, and, and you know, everyone was counting out movies, everyone, ever since COVID everyone's counting out movies, movies are dead, movies are dead. And I was like, baby, the pendulum always swings back. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some burnout when it comes to these like superhero movies and everything. And people, People are going to start getting excited about the big boom. It
1: does suck that it swung back during the strikes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I wish we could talk about this and not have to censor ourselves as much as we are talking about the content of these films. But I feel like this is worth it. We're obviously on the union side. And speaking of the strikes, did you see what Universal Studios did? Yes. And how they fucking trimmed those trees so the people who were striking would not have shade. It's like what is wrong with you? It's like the fact that obviously the public perception of you is that you are the villain in this story and you're doing nothing but prove them
0: right. Yeah, you don't need to lean into that. No. Why?
1: Why do you want to be like up in your ivory tower, you know, twisting your mustache when you could be like, I'm going to try to make a deal with the people and get the people on our side because they're the people that are going to be consuming the content. We don't want them to hate us. But instead, you decided to take a fucking axe to a tree. Not yeah. an axe, but what cuts <laughs> the leaves? <laughs> uh,
0: like a head. A, a, tree clipper yeah like a he- it's, Yeah, it's hedge? like something on it's like a I've done it before with the cherry tree in my front oh. yard I haven't done it but like right. I've seen a big strong man do it mm. and it's like there's like a it's like a big giant looks like a hedge clipper and you tie a rope to it and you have to like get it up there and pull the rope and it chops
1: you know what I think when you say cherry tree what Catherine McPhee on her knees singing Black Horse, Black Horse cherry, cherry Tree she sucks too, but that was a that was an, a moment in time that I remember. Oh yeah, she was right? great. She,
0: she was uh, great in that performance. I was always an Elliot Yamin stan I of
1: that season. I feel like that's come up a lot. Yes, it I feel has. Like everyone knows that you are always robbed, Elliot Yamin. Elliot Yamin. Uh, how are you feeling about the films that are being rescheduled due to the strikes, including uh, a, a Zendaya flick? Uh, when when I was at the Barbara Zendaya.
0: Streisand concert today, I saw that trailer yes. for
1: uh, uh, Challengers. Yes, and it
0: said September fifteenth on it, and I was like, Ooh, someone did it push the it right button be. and change? Because now it's thing. spring
1: twenty twenty four. It's supposedly yeah. but in, in fairness, in excitement for me, it's right around my birthday. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's a
0: fun movie to see for like a birthday thing. Sure. It seems like nice and campy and homoerotic. Hey.
1: And that's what I want my birthdays to be. Nice, yes. campy, and homoerotic.
0: I wonder if they are sort of because a movie like Challengers is, you know, it's um I feel like they're sort of banking on Zendaya being the uh uh, the, the the draw to this movie for sure. and so they're like okay well we have to wait until she is able to do the publicity for it Absolutely. where something like well Barbie and Oppenheim or the Barbra <laughs> Streisand concert and the Big Boom they uh, all their marketing has been done before the strike and everything right. and something like The Color Purple they're really banking on like the name of the title of the book that I, people love you to, did do see, see in the article
1: that there was discussion on maybe pushing that back home.
0: I will kill I'll kill myself <laughs> okay, I will kill myself
1: hoping that you'd be a little bit more measured about your feelings there <laughs> I I I I will
0: kill myself. The uh, but the I don't think. I mean, obviously, like, it's an all-star cast, an amazing cast and everything, but I don't know if they're, like, banking on the cast to sell the movie because right. it is the color purple. Right. You know, the name itself has right. such recognition and
1: everything. Ideally, this would be over by then. Uh, yes, of Ideally, course. Ideally, yes. people will be back to work. I won't have to watch a whole, you know, of course I'm going to watch some of the garbage reality shows that are being put on the air this fall. But, like, really? You want me to do that in the spring, too? Like, no. Let, let them get to making season three of Abbott. Please. For me. For me. <laughs> For you. Um, speaking of homoeroticism, mm-hmm. uh, Troy Sivan released a music video, I think maybe a week and a half ago, called Rush. Yeah. And um, we, I forgot to talk about it last week, so let's talk about it this week. I like the song a lot. I thought the music video was cool. It kind of felt like a gay Britney Spears I'm a Slave for You moment. Um, and I think we might be reacting to it on our Patreon at some point this week. But... Either way, I really enjoyed the song. I feel like it got mixed reviews song-wise, but people seemed to like the video, except there was blowback, where else but gay Twitter, where people were saying that uh, there are body diversity critiques. Essentially, like, why are there not people of all shapes and sizes here on in this video that's all about, like, sexual liberation for gay people and all of this, which I think is a valid concern in general media terms. Sure. But I will say that we, as a community find things to critique about gay artists so fucking art often like queer artists always are put under a microscope have to do everything so perfectly like as if months ago when sam smith was releasing music videos from his latest record people were not critiquing their fashion critiquing like how they looked in their clothing i feel like i've seen mean shit about sam smith being like on a boat in that swimsuit and being like oh this is disgusting so it's like You can't have it both ways. You can't say you want to see body diversity wherever you see it. And then when you do see it, try to tear it down. And it's like would you be doing this if it was a new Britney Spears video mm-hmm. and there was just a bunch of hot guys dancing behind her? Like, no, you wouldn't care. But because it's a gay person that you feel like has something that you want or you deserve or you think he doesn't deserve, it's just, I feel like it's easy. And even though the criticism is valid, I think we have to spread the wealth. Did you watch mm-hmm. the Padum Padam video and have the same reaction? I don't think so.
0: Well, and also, I, I don't know. When I saw the music video, I remember thinking like, when have I ever seen... a giant group of like guys with this body type being the sexual figures. Exactly. Like a, a, a twinks aren't necessarily the ones being like praised in like a Britney Spears music video. Right. Like it's usually a more like sturdy straightish guy yes. and everything Whereas like this was also something very specific that I had never seen before. So I was like oh I want to celebrate that. Right. So, so yeah I I, I agree just, with you.
1: I have a knee jerk rooting for every queer artist as a queer artist myself and I feel like there are definitely valid critiques out there but to nitpick these artists to the point that it's like, they can't be successful and if they are, then fuck them, they didn't do X, Y, Z, right? It's just like, such a weird thing that I feel like the gay community does and I wish we'd just let it go. Let people perform and like, sure, give them the critiques but don't like, I discount their art because you yeah. didn't find everything you wanted to see in a music video. And you know, you know
0: I get it. Like as a, a gay consumer of stuff, I'm, I'm, I really always like want everything to be perfect, and, sure. and, and you know, and and stuff like that. So I understand the the sort of compulsion to do something like that. Right. But you know, I I don't know. I was happy with the music video. I think I was excited. And it was cool and sexy yes. and. It pushed Fun. the envelope. It and pushed seemed the it very pushed real. the envelope so much right. in so many different ways. I'm very so, happy
1: for his success. Yeah. So, uh, did you see this fucking video of the fans behind Ooh. with Leia Salonga? Somehow fans maybe you know more than me but what I'm seeing here audience members at Here Lies Love were able to get backstage and infiltrate Leah Salonga's dressing room and then wouldn't leave she literally had to escort them out herself I have no idea how this happened but I watched the video and she is so fucking kind to these people who are it's like you have violated my space in such a way that I don't feel safe and I'm still gonna go above and beyond to be nice enough to you like get the fuck out of my face you should not be here I will see you at the stage door.
0: I mean, if you know Two Gay Mats, you know that we stand Leia Salonga Hello. here at Two Gay Mats. Of course, we. She do. is like the Meryl Streep of the Philippines. Like <laughs> she is a queen, a legend, and she handled that like a queen. She, uh, though I imagine the way they got backstage was because Here Lies Love. Like what they did was they took a big Broadway theater and mm. they completely gutted it and oh, okay. and made it look like a sort of like a nightclub. Mm. And so the stage is sort of like on platforms throughout the room. Okay. And everything. So that there are a bunch of doors leading back. Stage and everything, and Mm -hmm. so when the cast go, I imagine when the cast like exits through a door, like maybe some audience members are close to them and they can slip through as well. Okay. Um. And so yeah, there's just video footage of Leia Salonga backstage, and she is just telling these, and they're like, and you know the fans, you know. they're, I believe they're Filipino, these fans. And, mm. and in the Philippines, they w- worship and adore Leia Salonga, understandably. Yes. And so they're just like, Leia, Leia, we love you. We want a picture and everything. And Leia Salonga's just like, thank you. I appreciate it, but you should not be here right now. This is, she's like, this is not okay. This is not okay. Like you don't have passes. And, and originally I think she thought that maybe they were like a friend of the, like the producer or something like that. And she's like, and so I think she thought that maybe they got back there for some reason, but she knew they should not be in that part of backstage, which is where she was. And so she was just like, if you want a picture, you can go up to the top of the stairs. I will I will see you there and I will take a picture with you there. And they were like, you want us to wait outside? And she's like, inside I don't care I'll take a picture with you inside help here I will lead the way and she like led them to where she thought they were supposed to stand it's
1: just so scary like you don't know who these people are I feel like you know, we're talking every week about a different pop star on stage getting pelted with something from the audience. You don't know what people's intentions are. And she handles it so gracefully to the point where it's like, oh, I would not have been that nice. Oh There's yeah. no way I would have been that nice. And you
0: I can just tell face. she is fuming and underneath. As
1: she should be. Yeah. As understandably. So everyone leave Leia Longa alone. I get it. You're excited. She's amazing. But don't do that. Um Jason Aldean fucking sucks. (laughs) Have you seen anything about this?
0: I've seen stuff on it. I'm not watching that video. Oh, I didn't watch a second (laughs) of the
1: video. It has since been pulled from CMT, but apparently it is a very thinly veiled illusion. The song is called Try That in a Small Town. It's essentially a, 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 a song that makes reference to sundown towns, which is basically places where black people, it's like you needed to be in your house by the time sun went down or like something aka possibly lynchings could happen to you and the fact that he is inciting violence as a person who in Vegas he was it was his concert that had a mass shooting mm-hmm. and he is going to fan the flames of violence and racism and It's just so disgusting and I am so sickened by the fact that he sings with Kelly Clarkson on Stronger. He sings Don't You Want to Stay With Her and I'm like, fuck, now we need another country artist to sing that with her because it's like, this guy is terrible for the country, terrible for the world and of course, you look at the Hot 100 and right in a row is this fucking racist, Luke Combs, who's been outed as a racist in the past couple of weeks and Morgan Wallen, famously racist and it's like, Thank God for BTS fans for making sure none of those racists got to be number one on the Hot 100 because Jungkook from BTS is number one with Lotto, new single. I haven't heard the song, but man, I fucking love it. (laughs) You know what?
0: I stream it. What's the song called? It's called Seven.
1: Seven. Seven forever. My favorite number. It's just like, I don't know why... The Hot 100 has been hijacked by these racists. It's like, I am just trying to enjoy music and ignore all of these people, but it makes it difficult when Billboard has to post like, oh, this new racist is top of the charts, first time ever. And it's like, it's just so sickening and gross in the fact that like these racist people are coming together to play these people on Spotify as much as possible, buy their shit from iTunes as much as possible, just so you can highlight the fact that this country is disgusting. It's like, great. Great. Lovely. Like, I just can't wait for Olivia Rodrigo's album to drop and for her to be in the top 20, all 20 fucking tracks. Well, 12 tracks. I think it's short. (laughs) Well, let's go, guys. Guts. Please. Available
0: soon. September?
1: September like 8th, possibly? Sure. Something like that. Everyone stream it. Speaking of breakups, you saw Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello. I can't say his name. uh, Got separated. Got getting divorced. Yeah. Apparently, he wanted kids. She didn't. But also, apparently, she has an adult child. uh, So it's like, I get her not wanting to do all of that again. Sure. Um. So, so that's sad. They were a beautiful couple, uh, but hopefully everybody's happy and safe. Do you listen to the Britney Will? Why i am Why wouldn't
0: they be safe? I don't know. <laughs> you never know. I want everyone to be happy and
1: safe. Those are my feelings. Okay. Uh, just
0: listen to the Britney Will I Am song. I sure did. You know what? Twenty thirteen was it, a was a fun it was year. a
1: time and, and you
0: know what? That song wouldn't even be fun in twenty thirteen.
1: <laughs> I mean, when you're t- I mean, again, we're gonna start this with we love. Britney oh, Britney I mean, Britney. of course, we have no bad words to say about her. But but are we fans
0: of the album Britney Jean?
1: No, no. and so to hear a Britney Jean B side be polished C side, it's like guys, no one needed to hear. I this. do
0: like that little backup choir in the back and near the end. Do you? It's
1: kind of it's it's a little something. It's something, but like it's not a something I needed to hear on that song. Yeah,
0: it's it's just a little something. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about it other than like you can tell it was recorded a long time ago, right? Um, and
1: I mean, if she's releasing stuff, I hope this means that there's new music coming. Yeah, and it just after I listened to it, I listened back through Gloria and was like, What a fantastic album! So we know what she's capable of. She just needs to stay away from Will. I am like Will. I am, I'm not gonna say I've just liked all of his music. I really liked uh, The End, that album by Black Eyed Peas. I think a lot of his songs with Fergie specifically are very good, uh, but this is. Shit. And he's made a lot of shit with Britney Spears. Like, we've had Big Fat Bass isn't good. Uh, all of Britney Jean, I think he was the executive producer of. Uh, and now this. So, it's like, maybe you guys are not a match musically, and that's okay. That's okay. She should go and work with other people. She did a great job with Justin Tranter, Julia Michaels. Yeah. You know? I mean, everyone, does a,
0: everyone does a good job with Justin
1: Tranter and Julia Michaels. It's true. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if you
0: have a Justin Tranter and Julia Michaels song on your album, it's going to be a
1: good album. It's true. It's true. Um, Twitter is supposedly rebranding as X, even what? though... It hasn't happened yet. It was supposed to happen yesterday or today or something. It has still not happened. Uh, Elon Musk apparently has been trying to call shit X for decades. Like when he was on the board of directors at PayPal, was it? He was trying to change it to X.com and they were like, that's a bad idea. You can leave. And
0: Like I get it. Like Y2K like stuff is coming back like in trends and everything. And so like, I don't know, a lot of people liked like X's and computer symbols and stuff like then. But like, No, 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 this is so, so dumb. And that logo with the black, it's like the thing with Twitter is like it was blue. It had a cute little bird on it. And that made the app feel like, you know, everyone could be like, oh, I want to join this app. This is a way to like build a community and to like talk to a bunch of different people and everything. With X, it looks like a porno app or something. (laughs) Like, with the, with the black and everything, and it's, like, gritty and yeah. cool. It's, like, older people are going to be turned off from it. Younger people are going to be turned right. off from it. And, w- you know, our generation, which is still young, but <laughs> a little older than young, yes. uh, we're turned off from it because we're just, like, this is stupid. It's stupid.
1: Why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, it's- why are
0: you going to change the name? I know. I-, I don't
1: get it. It doesn't make any sense. Hopefully, it doesn't happen because apparently Microsoft has patented or trademarked X already. So... It was clearly not thought through. This man's not a genius. He really could have stayed behind the curtain, and we all could have pretended this man was smart. He's proving himself to be dumber and dumber as the days go on.
0: Speaking of like new twitters, uh, how's your threads doing? You been on it?
1: I was I I posted a, a Brooke Valentine Justice for album cover and I was off.
0: Oh cool! <laughs> have you been on it? I have not. Well, you know, you I know, I I sometimes I I will like pop on like every like four days and I'm like oh people are posting. Well, on it's this. weird
1: just because threads you're not just seeing the people you follow. They're not even up at the top. There's no like tab you can click to be like I want to see the people I follow. So I'm just like seeing random shit.
0: It's just like very weird because like for years Twitter people have curated their Twitter yes. to see the things that they want to see on. Twitter because I don't follow people I know on Twitter, like how I follow people I know on Instagram or like I'm friends with them on Facebook or something like that. Like I use Twitter for a different reason. And so, and it takes like years to curate what you want out of that and everything. Yeah. So with threads, as time went on, I was kind of just like, yeah, like you can take time to curate your threads into what you want it to be. But, but like when Twitter is already there, like people aren't going to ha- want to spend the time doing that. But now that Twitter's called
1: X, that's the thing. I just need one other person to do it. Right. Whether it's Instagram fixing threads, whether it's, you know, Blue Sky app, uh, whether it's Spill, whoever does it the best, some young person let us know and we'll join. And I just want I want one destination and I don't want it to be Twitter or X or whatever it's going to be because fuck Elon Musk. Um, let's see. Oh uh, Well, did I talk about Bethany and Jill reuniting last week? No. Bethany, uh, to coincide with the premiere of the new New York housewives, which is an entirely new cast. It's a rebooted show with all new people, including Jenna Lyons, who was uh, the head of J crew for a long time, brought that brand back to life. She was on the
0: view a couple days ago. Promoting. And I was, I, I was like, Oh, I should ask Matt Palmer if he likes the new cast. Of-
1: so far I do like them. Okay. I think Jenna Lyons is very cool and mysterious. I think there's this girl Bryn who is very much like a fire starter. And, um, I don't know. I think it has potential. Absolutely. Um, but because Bethany is a pressmonger, she decided to invite Jill Zarin onto her podcast to like, finally hash things out after 13 years. Uh, and released the podcast the day the new Real Housewives of New York premiered. They recorded two separate podcasts. One that was just them like rehashing their old issues which spoiler alert neither of them are over. (laughs) They're both as (laughs) mad as they were back then. They talked over each other the entire time which I guess people would say we do but I think we leave each other some room to speak. They did not. Um, They're as angry about like who was guest hosting the Today Show. Bethany was like you were just so grabby back then Jill was like I wanted to be on the ride with you. I was like is this the season three reunion because Neither of you have evolved. It was a mess, but I did, of course, listen to every second. And then they had a second podcast where they, like, reviewed the first episode of the new Housewives.
0: (laughs) I love how after a fight, they're going to be like, okay, but now let's, like...
1: They made a TikTok. They made so much content out of this like one afternoon they spent together. Guys, just
0: so you know, this is how the two game ads work. Absolutely, we have a big fight but off camera, <laughs> and then we come on, and we're just like, ha
1: ha ha. Exactly. So they basically were like, well, we don't want to, we don't want to trash the girls. It's not the girls. It's the production. It's the production. And They're like, we were more interesting when we started. <laughs> we had stories you wanted to follow. All these people are cast. They're just influencers and like shat on the cast for a whole hour. But again, I will listen to anything they put out. Even though Bethany, I do feel at this point, is a monster. She then has come out and decided, because she was inspired by the union's uh, SAG and WGA taking a stand and being like, we're not going to be rigged over the coals and being treated unfairly. And Bethany was like, hey, last time this happened, there was such a reality boom. Why is there no union for reality stars? And so now she's on Instagram giving monologues about like deal points like lawyer speak that she is made up by herself Ooh. of like this is what we need to fight for the legalities of and it's like I actually don't think a union for reality stars is a bad idea Yeah. but I think it probably should come from someone who knows the law. Sure. <laughs> like so she's making like we should all be given $5,000 at least first season and if a streamer like Pickup, Peacock picks it up every cast member needs an additional X amount of money and it's like where are you getting these numbers? Are you the person to, to be making these points, making these stands. So now she's doing the press circuit about that. Apparently, she's like in a faux feud with Andy Cohen over it. And after this, it came out that she was starting back in like a, t- a decade ago, or at least five years ago, she was trying to make a reality show of her own. And one of the cast members was like, uh, please look at the contract that Bethany Frankel wanted me to sign. Oh. Because she wanted 15% of my gross earnings on this show, off the show, any business I had afterwards. So, it's not looking great for Bethany.
0: Listen, guys, the marketing teams of the Barbara Streisand concert and the Big Boom work hard. Bethany works harder. <laughs> she
1: does work very hard, and I will give her that. But, man... A monster, and this is someone that I—I I mean, I feel like I talk about this every week, but I loved her when New York started. Well, You—you've seen the season. She's great. She's like the eyes of the audience. You root for her. She made such a success of herself, and the fact that now she spends her time like youtubing, like and trying different makeup things and talking shit about Meghan Markle. It's like you have so much money. Just go somewhere and relax. You know. Lastly. Tony Bennett passed away. Yes. Very sad. 96 years, though, is a long, long life. Yeah. Collaborated with everybody under the sun. Um, big artist. Yeah, we big know big his... Vocalist. And
0: everyone knows his last huge collaboration Like yes. regularly was Lady Gaga. I don't know if Lady Gaga has come out and said anything yet, I'm, I imagine. I don't know
1: that she has. I feel like she's probably... Still in mourning, yeah. kind of, you know, and just
0: like watching their relationship develop was so beautiful. It and really then was. when it came out that um uh he had uh Alzheimer he struggled with Alzheimer's and everything, and watching Lady Gaga um interact with him through that. And if you want to watch something that will just warm your heart and remind you, like Lady Gaga is an angel, <laughs> just <laughs> remind you of that. Like watch, I, I think it was like a news special about Tony Bennett mm. uh, when it came out that he had Alzheimer's and everything, and they did. It showed them doing a performance together, mm. and uh, and how the way. Uh, you know they would get him to remember the songs he was supposed to sing was to say hey Tony do you want to sing and they would insert specific mm. song here because then he would know like yes I know anything goes or something like wow. that and then how one moment when she was on stage with him he said her name and was like Lady Gaga and she like did a twirl and it was like the first time he had remembered her name in a mm. while in that moment and so it's just a, a beautiful watch right. and then their friendship was really special and he's very talented he seemed like a really fucking cool guy right. Like he's in his 90s collaborating with like the biggest pop star on the planet who was like, you know, at the time, like dangling on stage, bleeding <laughs> and doing know. crazy things that you think in 90s something the old person would be like, no, right, about. Exactly. but he was just like, yeah, put me in a recording studio with her. Honestly. Like super cool. Lived a great life. Absolutely. So rest yeah.
1: in peace to a legend. Is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? I don't think so. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more two Game Mads, the podcast.
0: I'm a part of that. I'm a part of
1: that. I'm a a part part of that. And you can be a part of even my heart. (laughs) That's not even what we should be talking about. But if you do what? (laughs) If,
0: if you uh, email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O yes. and we you can have your email answered, read on this podcast. But Absolutely. first, you can also be a part of what, Matt Palmer? The
1: Apple Podcast <laughs> rating system. If you go to your Apple Podcast app, look up twogaymats C-W-O. Just give us a nice five-star review. That would do so much for us. You can even do it on Apple Podcasts as well or, excuse me, Spotify Podcasts as well. You could give us a rating not a review and we only accept five stars. So if you have anything less than that, just keep it to yourself. Right in the notebook but if you have five stars to give us we'd love to take them thank you so much
0: yeah matt palmer was trying to get to email my heart before we got to that commercial i know
1: but just that i'm a part of that just was such a good transition i couldn't let it go oh you
0: know that's my kathy song you know if i had to perform any song from the last five years
1: it would be that one mine would be climbing uphill Oh, that's a great one. That's a
0: I mean, one. all her songs are classic. I mean, of course. Anyway, yes. so the email my heart question we got this week is from the lovely Thomas. Hi, Thomas. And so Thomas says, hey, Matt, hope all is well with both of you. My question this week is personal, but I was wondering what your stance is on moving back in with your parents after graduating university. Some context, I finished school this year and have been struggling in the big city where I studied ever since. It's extremely expensive and without the crutch of being a student to fall on, I, I'm truly at a loss for how I could possibly stay here without a big change happening in my working life. I've been applying to jobs outside the restaurant one I work at currently, but it's not going my way, and I might need to give up on all that and this city for a period of time. I'm 22, so I know I'm still young, and I've been thinking that this might be a good idea for me to do for a while now, but I didn't want to fuel that fire if I didn't absolutely have to. I have very accepting parents, parents who would allow me to do my own thing so long as I walked the dogs from time to time. LOL. My only gripe is that I'm going to miss the life that I've built for myself here. I have friends, an amazing dating pool, a booming nightlife, concerts constantly at my fingertips, And giving up that and giving all that up is going to be hard, even if it's just for a short period of time. Beyond that, I have this false belief that I'm failing at life currently because I can't make this work. I say false belief because I know that this is objectively not true, but it really feels that way. And I want that feeling to shake. Anyways, rant over. What do you guys think about exploring this option? What advice would you have for me if I did take this step? I mean, it's great that you know Thomas that that you are not failing at life.
1: Absolutely you're not. Of
0: course, we we are all me, Matt Palmer, all of the people here on the live chat, yes. everyone listening. Everyone always feels like they're failing at life. That's true, and that extends until you get to a, a certain age when you're old. It keeps going. I think,
1: it, <laughs> I think it keeps you know, going.
0: I'm sure there comes a point in your life where you're like seasoned, and you're just like, ah, oh, you know what? I did good. I mean, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, like when we're in our like 90s, 100s, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, but Thomas, you are doing great, and do not ever, ever, ever feel bad about like... Th- I think you would be responsible for you That's the thing. to move in back in with your parents and, girl, save that money. It
1: sounds honestly like a great idea. I understand it's like a blow to the ego. You want to feel like, oh, I'm an adult now. I'm living on my own. But I, I hate to tell you, 22 or whatever age you said, maybe 23, is still very young. You are making a smart and wiser decision by moving home and not like accumulating debt, which a lot of young people do just because they want to feel like, oh, I'm making it, I'm still doing this and that will hurt you so much more in the long run versus moving home with your parents who are lovely and will just want you to walk the dogs, save up some money and you know already that this is a blip. It's not forever. You're not going to like live in their home for the rest of your life but if it makes the most sense now while you're looking for another job in your city of choice, I say do it. They'd honestly be pretty happy to have you, I imagine they sound like cool people who are big fans of yours Um,
0: (laughs) your parents seem like huge fans of they seem like big fans (laughs) so
1: I say it makes so much sense to me to do it and I I understand because I was a a similar uh, personality type at that age I feel like it would have I would have fought that tooth and nail. And mm-hmm. I did. I worked a lot of odd jobs. Remember when I worked at that hotel? And I, I was sure a do. bellboy. I anything to not move home. So I understand the thought process, but if it came down to it, if I was like either go into debt or move home, I would have been packed up. Like yeah. it just makes more sense.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, like you say you had you have such a great social life in the city you're at now, great dating life and everything. So that means that, you know, you, you will always bring that personality with you wherever right. you go. You will always be able to uh, create some sort of social life for yourself wherever you are. So I, I fully believe that you can be happy wherever you are, Thomas, because it seems like you're doing great. And, you yeah, know, I listen, I'm an Italian from New Jersey. People live at home until they get married. <laughs> So like living at home with their parents is is a very much a normal thing for Absolutely. me you know and, and my brother uh uh his first time moving out of home cuz he commuted to college mm-hmm. uh, cuz the college that he went to was very close and so he you know was able to stay at home for a long time until he moved in with his boyfriend and save up a lot of money and he's like thrilled that he did that right. and now look at him he's almost maybe not really convincing <laughs> his his uh his boyfriend now to buy him an eight point five million dollar. I mean house.
1: poor Ryan. <laughs> Listen, that that's
0: not going well for my brother because that's not gonna happen. But <laughs> everything else aside all that aside, my brother's doing well. Absolutely. Um and yeah, and I think you will do well and as well.
1: And all of the stuff that you mentioned loving about being in the city, like having the dating pool and having the friendships, like none of that's going to go anywhere. Like you can go home for X amount of time and come back and like that stuff will be waiting for you with open arms. Unlike Taylor Swift's, New York's been waiting for you. This city actually will have been waiting because you've been there, you've made those connections and the people will be sad to see you go but be so happy when you come back and you will be in a better headspace, you'll be a better version of yourself, you'll have saved up some money. It's just, it just makes sense even if it hurts to do it. It's it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be a good idea, and it's I'm proud of you for making the like smart decision. Yeah. Even because a lot of people just wouldn't do it and would bury their head in the sand. And you're looking at it in a very realistic and practical way. And I think you're gonna do the right thing. In a mature way. Absolutely. Yeah. We so have mature listeners. We really like do. Like the young people, they're always like having really I don't know, they have mature things to say, mature quandaries to get out of. I bet
0: they're not kids who would talk in the middle of a movie.
1: Absolutely, they would not. Oh, I don't even know if I talked about that on the podcast, and maybe this is the opposite of a giving moments. But whoever, I don't know if something happened over the pandemic, but I swear the last four times I've been into a movie theater, there have been people like talking so audibly during the film. It's shocking to me. Three out of four times, it was young people. I put it on Gen Z and got a little bit of pushback. I feel like people didn't love that. The (laughs) Gen Z people in the chat didn't love that I was labeling them all that. And I don't believe it's all of them. But when you are at a show, like a musical, a play, or a movie theater, if you want to react to what's happening have a big laugh you know feel emotional whatever you need to do if you need to shed a tear do not talk back to the screen as if you are there to give directors commentary babe like we're all here just trying to watch and take it in please shut the fuck up
0: oh and do not talk to the person next to you no 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 and the thing is that Matt Matt Palmer was like oh what is Gen Z doing and everything I'm just like Matt Palmer like people our age when we were teenagers would talk through movie theaters and it would drive me insane not in
1: Atlanta Georgia
0: but I well it the other teenagers everywhere <laughs> outside of Atlanta Georgia would know. and it always drove me nuts and that is why and why you should start doing this that is why I never go to a movie on a weekend <laughs> ever go on a go on, treat yourself to a weeknight excursion I mean
1: I've done that a couple times but it's sometimes it's like nice to be with the people especially for a big no I want to like be this. The, I want
0: to be the only one I was the you know I was the only person in that theater when I saw Matilda and I just wept I, mean, I, I had the should. freedom to weep what a film oh I mean
1: well a we a can't discuss a, that a classic <laughs> oh Great.
0: that's true oh shit know. Um, uh, uh, well, we're calling that a girl with powers yes girl um, with powers <laughs> girl with powers um yeah, so so I would maybe suggest exploring that.
1: I will see what I can do about it, but I do. I would like to put out if you know people who do this, or if like you're in a group and someone starts talking audibly at the screen, just throw them a shush. Tell, like look, tell them to shut the fuck up. Exactly. Threaten we'll just, them. Thre- I think threats are you know some not something we can really say you should be doing, but <laughs> if it comes to that, I understand. All right.
0: Yeah, they're disappointing, Nicole.
1: Yes, Nicole. Who?
0: Nicole Kidman.
1: Oh, right. Okay. I don't think... She's not always top of mind for me. I don't think...
0: Listen, we come to this place for magic, not a conversation. I think
1: the first Nicole I think of when the word is said is Nicole Scherzinger. Is that weird? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Matt Steele. Yeah. What's been giving you moments,
0: Uh, So, as you all know, I, I had my directorial debut... This past week, yes. four, we shot five different things in four days. It was hectic. It was exhausting. Mm. A few minor things went wrong, but I'm very relieved to say, for the most part, I didn't do a half bad job. That's amazing. And, you know I'll take that as a win. Did I do the most amazing job? I would not say so, but for my first time ever directing something filmed with a budget. I'm
1: sure you were excellent.
0: I, I, I would say very good. Okay. I, would, I don't know if I would put myself at excellent level. I would say B+. Plus.
1: I true but I also feel like you're someone who holds yourself to a very high standard
0: listen if I'm not Damien Chazelle up there making (laughs) the the opening (laughs) sequence of La La Land then I'll be like failure it was a failure but no I'm happy that I can feel confident about what I did nothing Mm. disastrous happened everyone survived Yes. all five of these things are great stories that I'm excited to tell I'm excited to edit them and and show people when we're allowed to show people things (laughs) again Uh, so that was very much a nice giving me moments and I'm very very proud of my friend cecilia who is the hardest worker i know without a doubt hands down she is the type of person who um she has an idea and she does it right away like me if i have an idea i'm like okay let me contemplate in this in my (laughs) head for five years before i start writing anything she was just like no i have an idea i'm gonna write it down now and she works through it she she is great at meeting people she is great at asking people for things. She is a natural born producer Mm. and this was her first time producing anything. Wow. And she did such a phenomenal bang up job. Did she she act in it as well? She did. She, She acted in one of the shorts and she was utterly phenomenal in it and she's such a talented writer and such a dear friend and I'm just so proud of her. I love her so much and I can't say enough great things about her. She worked her ass off on this. She had the crew coming in from New York and sleeping over her place wow. and everything to like save money she was using her hotel points and everything to pay for these people to stay it was she is phenomenal wow. I Good love her, her. Yeah, she and she did a great job I want to be more like so Cecilia myself everyone be more like Cecilia work, work your ass off Great vocalist as well. Oh, we love that. I mean, We love w- a vocalist. She was an alphabet.
1: She must be. That's a part of the logline. Great vocalist. Great vocalist, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that's important to me when you're an alphabet.
1: Absolutely. Matt Palmer, what yes. has been
0: giving you moments this week?
1: Well, for me, I wish I could talk about some struck work that I was watching over the... There's, there's a TV show that's great, and I wish I could talk about it, but I have to not. So uh, I want to say for anyone who's been following my skincare journey and Discord, <laughs> I have been trying new things. Most of the things have been breaking me out. But I wanna say, and I wish we were getting paid for this, we're not, but everything I've bought from Ren Skincare, R E N Skincare, is so fucking excellent. They have this wonderful cleansing milk that is kind of like a facial cleanser that's less like, uh, like it doesn't hurt as much. You know, when you cleanse your face, it almost feels like you've exfoliated and like your face is burning off. burning off.
0: Girl, I am the palest person on the planet. That is what I feel every day.
1: I don't want that feeling and the cleansing milk. makes sure. It just feels like I'm getting so much more moisturized moisturizing power in the cleansing process than I was before. I'm trying to take it seriously. I'm using their toner a little bit. I might go back on it because I feel like any sort of toner is harsh mm-hmm. and I it's my first time, you know, dipping my toe in these waters. But I cannot say any more positive things about the cleansing milk. I feel like it's added to my, you know, nighttime routine. I'll do the cleansing milk. I used to the toner. I'm going to take a break. But then I have my moisturizer. It's just as like... I've been doing that. I've gotten more sunscreen. I actually got a lip screen this week, so it's like making sure my lips don't get sunscreen because that happens or sunburned because that's just happened to me before. And I just feel like as we age, it's good to take care of oneself. And it feels good. You look happier in the mirror because it's like, ah, this is exactly how I want to be looking. This is what I want the skin to be doing. And it's it's exciting for me, which I appreciate. And we touched on it earlier, but even though we are uh, just one episode in, I've got to say bravo to the new Real Housewives of New York cast and that first episode I feel like they are up against you know to to completely replace a cast that has been on this show for 13 14 years is no small feat and I feel like even though there was some negative feedback it was largely positive Jenna Lyons is so interesting and such a star and such like an amazing like matriarch of the group I can't wait to get to know her more and I feel like a lot of you know, even though she she's a lesbian and she has a partner and the partner very much doesn't want to be on screen, which I would usually say is a negative for my reality stars. You need to be able to show all of your life, but... She shows so much of it. She is just such an interesting and like mysterious character that I'm like wanting to get to know her more every time I see her. So I think she's great. And also, Brynn is a breakout star. She's always saying something funny off the cuff. She's like the very young, um, cute girl. And her tagline, I think, is like, you better not make me, me mad or I might date your dad. So I think there's gonna be something about that this season. And it's also like, again, after the Vanderpump of it all, it's nice to see these women argue about dumb shit that has no consequences like they love were arguing it. about a charcuterie plate like I love was that. it good enough did she say the cheese was weird let's discuss it for 40 minutes that's what I signed up for. I so. love
0: that. Let's rip apart each other's charcuterie Absolutely. plates. Absolutely. You remember that show where it was like called Four Weddings or something like that? And it was like on Lifetime or something. Mm. And it was basically like four women and they each go I to each other's that. weddings and they all like critique <laughs> each
1: other's weddings. So rude. What a rude concept iconic. for a show. Truly
0: iconic. Mm.
1: And I just must say, someone asked, uh, so you agree with Miss Lampert? I do for sure because of our rant about talking in a the movie theater. I do not agree with Miranda Lampert. Miranda Lampert on stage this week yelled at some girls in the audience and were like, you don't need to be taking selfies in the audience. Like, I make country music XYZ. A concert is different from a fucking movie. Like, and they were just trying to document the moment. These are young people who are excited and it's they can still hear you while you're performing while taking mm-hmm. a selfie and they're not taking the selfie the entire time. I thought it was weird that she got on the soapbox and like embarrassed these young fans at her concert. Like, I don't know why she and Doja Cat are now getting off on being rude to their fans? Woof, yeah, what's going well, on? The thing with
0: Miranda Lambert is like it was a big concert, right? Like it wasn't like an intimate, yes, like cafe back. moment. Like back. when we saw like Adele doing her Q and A, if we were like up there in the center, being like, ah, hey, it's no, not that'd with be Adele, weird. like that would be weird.
1: No, it was, a, was big like, a big concert.
0: People are walking around, probably like eating snacks and drinking, drinks going to and get booze, dancing. Like, it's like, girl, d- 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 calm down, calm down, just need to cool calm down, calm down, Doja Cat. Yeah, like, girl, let your let your fans call themselves whatever they want. It's
1: just like it's like she's. I, it's like Elon Musk and Twitter. I think she's trying to sink it. I think it's it's what Jack Donaghy did on Thirty Rock. He was trying to tank NBC on one season. It seems like all these people, Doja, Elon, they're taking the Jack Donaghy playbook, and it's it's just weird. I can't imagine actively like being rude to your biggest fans. Like, yeah. why? For what reason? I don't know. I don't know. But. I guess that's it. <laughs> but Also, speaking of singers, we want yes. to give
0: send a lot of love to Tori Kelly. Oh, was, my God. Who was just hospitalized. Yes, today, for like
1: possible serious blood clots. It's just she's so young and she's so talented. I cannot wait for her EP, which comes out on Friday. And the fact that she, I believe she, her heartbeat either went up or down. She fainted in public and had to be rushed to the hospital. I hope she's okay. Long and short of it, as I hope she's okay and makes a complete 100% recovery because she's very young to be having this kind of medical episode. I'm, yeah. I I hope they can figure out exactly what's wrong and get her up and running and back to feeling good because that I wouldn't, oh, it's just such a scary thing that could happen I know, I'm glad around.
0: that they, they caught it because yes. um, like blood clots in young people, like that's a serious thing. Absolutely. And so I'm very glad that they caught it. I hope everything is good and that album comes out with aplomb yes. because the song, that lead single's great. That and song is great. <laughs> I
1: think the clip that I have heard on TikTok of a song called Cut on that album is better. Like, I'm so excited for this EP. It's going to be seven tracks and one of them's a remix. And even still, I can't wait. (laughs) Can't fucking wait.
0: All right, guys. When Tori Kelly comes out, stream it. It comes out in a couple days. It
1: does. It comes out this Friday. So stream Tori. What's the EP called? Uh, I think it's just called Tori.
0: I think it's just called Tori.
1: I can't wait to hear it. And I'm sending her all of the love and good wishes. And I'm so sorry that she's going through this. Um... But yeah, we want to send you guys love and good wishes as well. And we're so thankful that you listened and or watched. And we'll be back soon with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.